My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Evening on Dino Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Dino Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the ever-caffeinated Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and at odddadout on all the social media places, including the Oddballs Facebook group. You should totally go there and hang out and tell me weird shit, whatever. And this is a show where I ramble and rant and tell you what's going on in my life and my brain. And sometimes I talk about other podcasts and sometimes I talk about the news and it all just kind of fumbles into that what's going on in my brain. <laughs> Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm, 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 if you haven't noticed, I'm, I've been a little off schedule. I've been kind of having to, I mentioned the boys are back in school and my wife actually just started a new, not a new job, but a new job. Um, she's in a new department at work. And so she's now, whereas before I could do a lot more during her work hours because we share an office space and we share my desk. And I guess it's kind of our desk because we literally bought this big ass U desk to accommodate her stuff when she had to move into the office, but we share an office space. And so it used to kind of be that her work wasn't so like, it wasn't critical stuff to the point where I couldn't sit kind of, you know, sit at the desk as well and get some of my stuff done or whatever I need to do, edit podcasts or work on whatever I need to do on my, at my computer. Well, now her job is a little more hands-on and noise sensitive. Like, you know, she's on the phone. She's got a lot more conference calls and, and communication she's got to do where I can't be in here making noise and I can't be in here doing a lot of stuff. And so it become it's a little less like, you know, before I used to hang out in here with her and keep her company during the day. And now she's got a lot more direct interaction, not, you know, doing a lot of stuff like before a lot of her stuff was working on the computers and working with, you know, processing stuff. And it's a lot of, you know, number crunching and, and spreadsheets and, and stuff like that. Now her job involves a lot more direct communication with other people outside of this room. You know, <laughs> if she's talking to somebody, it's not one of the dogs. And so, you know, it's, I, I can't be in here doing as much, 
but also again, boys are in school. And so my ability to record and my, my ability to be sitting at my desk and doing my thing is a little changed. And I've actually had, I, I've been messing around with my work schedule because part of, you know, pandemic life and at my job, we've had because of uh, offices that like, like my wife, where a lot of offices sent people out there. A lot of offices, like I, we clean offices. I'm a commercial cleaner. And what, you know, we do <laughs> when offices send everybody home, it makes it really hard. It's like, well, if we start not having buildings to clean when there's nobody in the buildings and people are like, oh yeah, we're not going to bring anybody back. So we're just going to close this building down and stuff like that, which is actually something that's happened to my wife. Um, they've closed down. They're like, oh yeah, this building that we uh, own, uh, we're, we're just going to move everybody out of it. And we're just going to sell that building because half of the people that we're going to be in there are are all working. They're all working. Nah, they're all working remotely now. So we don't need this other building anymore. We're just going to relocate the handful of people that are still working in inside. We're going to move them to another location or we're going to send them to, Hey, go work remote. And that that's kind of what's been going on with my wife and with where she works. And not that we work in the same company, not, not that my company works with our company, but sort of the same situation when all these businesses are you know, kind of closing up shop or closing buildings, or they just haven't had anybody in their building in a year. We don't have anything to clean. <laughs> and so to kind of, you know, pick up the work, a lot of our guys, myself included, are helping out uh, our janitorial service that our company has. I say our company, company I work for. Um, and so it happens that on one night of the week, usually the same night, I'm doing janitorial work, which means my I usually get home a little earlier. Uh, and it really depends on where am I working because it's not like, a, oh, you go and I'm working with this team. It's uh, I have to call and check in with my boss in like middle of the afternoon before I got to come in and say, hey, where am I going tonight? <laughs> because basically I am at the whim of what team what janitorial crew could use my help and it's the same all all of us actually uh all the guys at work we all basically have at least one night a week where we've got to go and we're on janitorial duty instead of our regular jobs and just happens seems like consistently wednesday's kind of been my night but that's pretty much kind of resulted in a i'm recording it at, i record on wednesday nights now I've been at least the last few weeks I've been recording on Wednesday night rather than recording earlier and releasing on Wednesday morning. I've been recording Wednesday nights, which has then resulted in a show going out like Thursday or Friday. Just, just in case you were curious why the schedule's been a little wonky lately. And you know, it's a matter of can I get it in? It's really the case. I've lately I've just been damn tired. And you know, my days at home when I'm not working, I'm spending a lot more time doing shit, you know, home chores and garden stuff. And actually this week we actually had a really big project and I don't know if you'll be able to hear this because, well, for one, I don't know how much it's really going to affect things, but also with the sound removal, you know, noise removal and the post-processing I do on the audio for this, I don't know if it's really going to change too much on your end, but we actually did some soundproofing and 
the office this weekend because, again, my wife is going to be doing more direct communication and we got only a couple weeks left of the school year where the boys are going to be home all the time. And, you know, four boys are loud and rowdy and get very, um, well, loud and rowdy. And <laughs> we decided more so that my wife decided we needed to do something to minimize the amount of noise that comes into the office because where it's located, the office basically sits at a bottleneck in the front entryway and the front because our, our main rooms, like from the front door through the living room and kitchen and all that is all tile. And we have very high ceilings and all of these things. And so the front entryway is just an echo machine everything, all noise in the house funnels into that little bottleneck right there. And the office is right at the end of that. And so because of that, all the noise in the house funnels into the office. And so we were like, we got to do something about this. We got to minimize the noise coming in here because, you know, one kid getting a little loud in the kitchen could show up on her when she's trying to contact a customer. And so, yeah, we can't have that. So my wife, it was funny because the way she approached me, she's like, hey, I want to get your, your thoughts on this because like, I'm sure you'll be okay. You'll be cool with it. and You'll be down for it because it really benefits you too. But we have to do this like right now if we're going to do this. And she's like, hey, um, what do you think this weekend because she started her new job, her new position on Monday. So she's like, hey, let's get all of your guitars hung up in this, in the office and get these sound panels and hang up these sound panels in here to reduce the noise. And I'm like, what? You're going to let me put sound panels up in the office? <laughs> and so she pulls up a listing on Amazon for these sort of decorative sound panels and they're more of a high density they're not like you think sound panels and you think of the like kind of egg crate foam stuff and i actually have some of that i use that in my little portable recording booth box thing that i made if i'm recording whatever like i've actually used it for recording voiceovers in my closet i'll i've actually got a box that's lined with you know egg crate foam and i have a microphone and everything i set up in there and i for that and actually i believe i recorded Actually, I was going to say that I recorded my lines for The Rise of King of Silas in that, but I, in fact, recorded that in my booth here in the office, which I have very little use for right now because a lot of my wife's old office stuff is currently in there. But yeah, I do still have my booth and I'll probably take that foam and I'll put it in there to help with all that. But we actually got these thinner, more dense uh, sound panels that are very decorative. They actually have this sort of marble, sort of like kind of a, a black and gold marbled sort of pattern on them. And they're very pretty and they're very nice. And if you follow me on the Instagrams and on the social media places, you may have seen some shots of my office with most of my guitars. I've got five guitars and one of them, I only had four hangers. So I need to get one more uh, guitar hanger or a floor stand or something. So one of my guitars is still sitting on the floor. But I got most of my guitars hung up and I've got some sound panels that sit in the space directly behind the desk 
to it's mostly like and it's in part it's for helping with sound here in the office which i actually need to put up some more panels and i've kind of uh thrown around some ideas because the place like that makes the panels that we bought they make a lot of very decorative things and they have like some dragon scale looking stuff or like fish scale or whatever however you want to look at it they've got some different marble patterns they've got some like repeating geometric shapes where and stuff and some waves and some or some just like flat um solid color panels where like the idea being you just cover the entire damn wall and that's a lot of panels but we got a couple packs of these panels and we put some on the wall directly behind the desk where her sound would be picked up and technically speaking my microphone is aimed in the general direction of those panels and we actually put some outside in the hall just outside the office where kind of the bottleneck of our space is we put a couple uh, sound panels right there outside the office wall it's kind of like you, know, you walk down the hall and it kind of turn in and it's just kind of a little nook right there. And we've got some knickknacks and stuff on a shelf right there. Well, right there in that thing, it's just a big echo chamber that's right outside the office door. And so I actually put a big block of sound panels right there on that wall and actually put some on the door itself to kind of create a, uh, to reduce the, the echo in that area before it even comes into the office. Hopefully that, I mean, it definitely helps. And I've, I've like, tested it and like stand in the hallway and start talking and i'll walk into that little nook that used to be a big echo box and it doesn't echo box somewhere as much anymore uh it still does it but not nearly as much as it had been and so i'm really excited uh and i'm hoping i'm probably going to get a few different we've ex- like kind of thought about getting some uh getting like a big canvas family portrait and stuffing it with sound material <laughs> <laughs> which is actually something I've seen done. If you're ever curious, if you're like somebody who's into streaming or recording podcasts or something, you can totally make, I mean, you can make sound panels yourself out of like uh, some burlap and some two by fours and some old towels. Literally apparent, like my understanding of everything experiment I've ever seen, the best material for making sound panels is actually old towels. And this has been multiple experiments have been done and it's really funny because and like even high-end sound absorbing material that you can buy like oh five hundred dollar panels they're like super you know dense and there's like great and everything and, and professionals swear by them and all this stuff when you you can actually just take like three or four layers of towel folded up and it actually gives a better sound absorption than professional grade uh, sound material really a funny thing that people have discovered and so yeah i'm we're actually considering that um getting just a giant canvas print and turning it into a sound panel to put in another place here in the office and i may get a couple more a little more neutral um sound panels to put up just to do kind of help with the sound in the room in a more general way i might just get some like plain white panels to it's a plain bright white room. I may just get some plain white panels to hang on the wall. Maybe use them like a corkboard or something. I don't know. What's something? But to do more. But either way, my office looks so much nicer now with my guitars hanging up instead of sitting in a corner all stacked up and piled like they were. And it's it's 
it's nice. And it, but it's, it also sucks because I haven't been able to hardly spend any time in here because my wife's been working. <laughs> like I said, I used to hang out with her. You know, we'd have lunch in here and we'd sit down and chat or whatever. I'd like sit here with the Nintendo Switch and play video games and and talk and we'd do whatever while she's working. And now I can't because she's working and she's having to work in a different kind of way. And it's kind of, meh. but it's still been, you know, it's been weird, I guess, this last week. So many changes lately between the boys going back to school and then, you know, her job changing. And, (laughs) you know, like as soon as we got used to things being a certain way, everything started changing and it's been changing incrementally. And that's been the weird thing. It hasn't, it's not just that, and it's not like, oh man, change, I hate change. It's not that I hate change, but, you know, everybody hates, everybody hates change to a certain degree because it's not that you hate change. It's that you get comfortable with things being the way they are and when you have to change how you do things, it's slightly uncomfortable because now you have to learn the new way of things. And lately it's been a, okay, here's the change that happens. And then like before I've adjusted into the new change, something else changes. And I've been in uh, everything around me changing gears mode for like the last month, two months. And so it's, it's been, you know, a lot of adjusting on my part. And yeah, like I'm, everybody else has stuff changing and everybody's changing around me because my shit's not changing. Uh, I'm still working at night and then I'm home during the day and I'm still, you know, doing the stay at home dad thing. And I still got a garden to take care of and laundry and dishes and shit I got to do during the day and, you know, keep the dogs and cats from killing each other during the day and, you know, and, and doing all that stuff. That hasn't changed for me, but it's the who's around me. What are they doing? What else? Like, you know, the boys going from everybody's in the study and everybody's on live lessons and making sure that they're all doing what they need to and they're on their lessons and they're getting their assignments turned in and doing all the things to, I just take them to school in the morning and then I pick them up. Ta-da! Like the idea that I can get up in the morning, it sucks some days. Like last night, I didn't get home until 4.30 in the morning from work. And I had to be up at six to get the boys up for school and get them loaded up and out the door and all that stuff. Okay. But after I come back, I can go back to bed. I really can. And it's weird. It's kind of weird getting used to that. And up till last week, I technically I could do that, but I really couldn't because I'd get up and I'd take the boys to school. But, you know, my wife would be here in the office and she'd be kind of bored and lonely because she had very little to do work-wise. And so I'm like, well, I've got to come in and keep her company. And like, I can't just go to sleep because she's in here all alone and she doesn't have much to do or anybody to talk to because the dogs aren't going to, like, sad to say, the dogs mostly have their assignments. And I've, I've joked in the past about how all of the animals have a job to do. You know, Fluffy is our nurse. She's always been our nurse. Um, Toby has very much kind of been given the assignment. And I'll just go out and say, Fluffy is in charge. She's also the oldest. She's like 12 or 13 at this point. She's a damn old cat. I think when we did it, she's something, it's like 65 or 68 
in cat years. Um, she's fucking old and <laughs> she's in charge. And I dare you looking at the, at the dynamic of our pets and question Fluffy's in charge. But, you know, she's the boss and she's the nurse and she takes care of everybody from that perspective. And if you're feeling sick, she's going to give you a checkup. She'll dock McStuffins all over your ass. But then, <laughs> you know, Toby, the other cat, he basically has kind of got where he's my wife's cat. So he kind of hangs out. He's kind of like second in command as far as like overall, like responsible for patrol. He's like patrol cat. He goes around the house. He just kind of, he's, he's the security guard. Like he's, he, I said, he's like the rent a cop of, of, of cats and guards and jobs. He does tend to sleep in the bedrooms with the boys. And that is his kind of area of patrol. He's, he's supposed to patrol with the boys and keep eyes, especially on the little boys. He tends to sleep in their room, even though he doesn't like them. But from the, for the longest time, he doesn't like anybody realistically. He's my wife's cat. He hates everybody, but he will sleep in there with them unless Fluffy comes in. In which case he gets up and goes to another room. Or if one of the dogs has decided to sleep in there, he gets up and goes over into the other boy. He usually sleeps in the little boy's room. He'll go over to the older boy's room unless somebody else is staying in there. And it's kind of funny. Fluffy is, you know, kind of, she sleeps with us, but she's, she sleeps with us because she's the boss and she's the oldest and she doesn't realize she's a cat. And so she tries to sleep with us and she has this wonderful, her favorite place to sleep just happens to be on my neck. It's either on my neck or my wife's chest. I was like, okay, don't suffocate either of us. <laughs> but like when I say she, she sleeps on my neck, like I have to sleep inclined because of my back. I really, I'm like, I'm old as shit. I need one of those craftmatic adjustable beds where I can just like lean up. <laughs> I seriously, I sleep better in a sitting upright position than I do flat. I actually wake up in a lot of pain if I lay flat. So I wake up, I'm in a lot of pain, and first thought is I fell down. <laughs> like I slipped down. It's like I go to sleep inclined. I'll wake up laying flat on my back and in just agony because I'm old. But uh, I sleep better upright. And anyway, and she will come up and lay down, like sit perched on my chest, and then roll flop until she's basically nestled under my chin on my neck and like i have to push her down so i can breathe and yeah pain in the ass that or she goes and lays on my asthmatic wife's chest where you know she can hard like she's allergic to most pets why we have so many animals and she keeps asking for another dog but she's allergic anyway we're just bundles of contradictions aren't we but then she'll go and like sleep on her chest and she might be a small cat, but that doesn't mean she's not heavy when you have breathing trouble. And so <laughs> I don't think she's trying to kill us, but it, you wouldn't be wrong to think that there's evidence to believe she's trying to kill us <laughs> just from her behavior. That and she's kind of a bitch. And then. You know, Jasper is basically my wife's guard dog. 
Uh, he, he is her security guard. He does not leave her side. When she's in here working, if he's not sitting behind her at the desk, he's sitting outside the office door. Always. If she's in the office, he is there at her side. And if I'm home, Mystic is at my side. She's actually directly behind me right now. And wherever I go, she follows me. If I'm in the office, she's sitting behind me. If she, if I go to bed, she follows me to the bedroom. She might wander around the house a little bit if I'm up and doing stuff, but she is never more than a half a room away from me unless she's just knocked out. And it's really kind of funny because I've had times where we're sitting there, like we're sitting there in the office and Jasper's behind my wife at the desk and he's asleep on the floor and Mystic's behind me asleep uh, on the floor and they'll like start, you know, watching your dog sleep. And they start, you know, puppy dreaming or like, they're like, oh, they're chasing whatever. My dad always, oh, they're chasing rabbits or they're all like, I don't think Mystic has ever seen a rabbit in her life, but uh, like they're, they're chasing whatever they're, they're having a dream of a whatever. But, you know, we've had some times where it looks like Mystic is having a nightmare and be like, it kind of seems like she's crying in her sleep and we're like. I'm sitting there trying to like gently wake her up. I'm like, Misty, Misty, wake up. I'll like start tapping her and start trying to nudge her a bit, wake her up. And she's still going and she's still deep sleep. And she's like, I'm trying to be all nice and wake her up because it sounds like she's having a nightmare and she shouldn't be having a nightmare. And if we feel bad, we're like, oh shit, you gotta get out of this. And they're like, all right. And then I sit up in my chair. All I have to do, I sit up in my chair like I'm about to leave the room and she snaps to attention and is right there at my side. Like, I damn near kicked you just now. Like sitting there shaking her like she's, you know, hopped up on Ambien or something, shaking her, trying to wake her up. Nothing. Calling her, shaking her, nothing. But as soon as I get out of my chair to leave the room, she snaps up and is wide awake and standing next to me, ready to go. And it's really, she's like that for everything too, because she's gotten used to, like, she knows the sound of the garage when I'm coming home, um, stuff like that. Anytime I leave, she just howls her damn head off. She'll just start howling and whining and crying and being all dramatic because I'm not here. And it's, it's funny. My wife has so many videos now of her just being so dramatic because I left to take the boys to school or I left to work and I didn't tell her bye. And so she sits there crying or she'll just that they're playing dead because she's mad because I left without saying bye. And she's such a damn drama queen. Uh, But her job is to stay with me. And it's really funny because all these animals basically don't, you know, they don't vary. They don't, they don't, uh, abandon their positions. <laughs> they, they are on the job at all times, it, except for at night. It's uh, oddly enough, Mystic does not sleep next to me at night because at night Jasper sleeps in our room. Even though both of their beds are in our room, Jasper sleeps at the foot of our bed or 
<laughs> we have the two dog beds, whichever one he decides to sleep in, but because his primary position is guarding mom. Well, when we go to bed, I'm not home. Or we just, when she goes to bed, I'm not home. So Mystic goes and sleeps under one of the boys' beds because they have like raised platform beds so you can stick shit under them and storage containers and shit. And so she actually sleeps under one of the boys' beds, whichever one she decides to sleep under. And so at night, that's where she is. And Jasper's in our room. So when I come home, she goes, you know, she, if I'm up and around, like right now, I'm in the office. She's with me in the office. But as soon as I say, okay, let's go to bed, she goes back to the boys' room and is really kind of just like, oh no, I have a different, you know, at night, she has a different station. She's her, she's stationed in the boys' room at night. And in the, you know, any other time, she's with me. <laughs> it's just, they don't, they don't vary from their stations. They don't, you know, always on, on duty. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how I got to the dogs. You realize I'm, I'm so far lost right now on my dog, you know, dirty jobs with, with Jasper and Mystic that <laughs> where's Mike Rowe? I need Mike Rowe to do an episode on my dog's jobs, but I don't know how I got to the dogs. Somebody please tell me how I got to the dogs before I listen back to this because holy shit. Ah. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's kind of funny right now. I'm thinking about this. Uh, since episode 200, like these last three episodes where I've just been, I've been recording at night. I've, these last three Wednesday night, late night, you know, after work, middle of fucking like one, two, three in the morning recordings have been some of my f- most fun lately. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's late and I'm feeling silly. I don't know, but if I've I've been feeling silly lately, and I, I I'm enjoying. It's like I'm I'm a little more back in old form. I don't know if it was like episode 200 put me back in that just like hey I just kind of did a mental reset of you know all the things that are fun about the show or just kind of me getting and you're finally back into my groove I think. Because of so many breaks and such long, you know, like doing the show every other week when I was doing that, even I, I kind of got out of the mental space of it. And I don't know. It I wasn't not that I didn't enjoy doing the show because I, I love doing the show. Otherwise, I wouldn't still do it. But it's been interesting. Like these last few weeks, I've just had, even though, again, I've been recording after work. And like one or two or three in the morning and fucking tired. But I seem, I feel like I've got more energy and I'm in a, I'm in a better mood the last few weeks, just kind of back in my random, whatever the hell bullshit, you know, pops into my head, uh, you know, train of thought crashing off of the bridge sort of mentality that I've had from way back in the day. And then maybe it's just because I, I I haven't been, I haven't had the stress of, I haven't been doing any of the podcast reviews. I haven't been going for the news unless I just decided, you know, I'm going to fucking talk about the news today, which I did last, last or two weeks ago. Um, and maybe that's it. Maybe it's like the stress of show prep coming off me just like, hey, what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about this thing. And Maybe that's why I've, I've been in a better mood. I mean, my 
you know, randomness that is this show does not lend itself to lots of people wanting to, I'm, I'm not teaching you shit. <laughs> if, you know, but I, I, I guess just, I feel better. I'm, I'm, I'm happier and better. I'm in better spirits. I'm not drained. I'm not mentally tired trying to accomplish something with the show. And yeah, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Ultimately, I'm having fun. I'm doing the show that I'm enjoying myself doing the show. But it's, I'm just kind of noticing that. It's like, I've just been feeling silly lately. And it's been a while since I've felt silly doing the show. And I'm like, we're like right now where I got to the point of, oh, I'm talking about the dogs. How the fuck did I get to the dogs? (laughs) I know at some point I was talking about guitars and sound panels. And my wife's job, where the fuck did I get to the dogs? <laughs> I'm sure somebody will be able to do it, and, but it's still funny to think that this is how my brain works and this is how this show works. There's no knowing where I'm going to end up, just how that is. But I do want to thank you for going on this journey with me because it's been fun. Um, <laughs> like I'm gonna go from A to B to W X Y Z, and we'll figure out how we get there somehow. Uh, <laughs> this musical interlude brought to you by my coffee, my coffee, which is still in my thermos coffee travel mug thing from six o'clock tonight because this thing keeps it hot all damn night. Yeah. <laughs> Not that this is an advertisement for anything. My wife bought me a couple of the Arctic, Ar- like Arctic without the A, because vowels are evil. Um, the Arctic, I think it's like a 22 or 32 ounce tumbler. I think it's a 32, 32 ounce, you know, hot, cold thermal tumbler thing. I've had this for a few years. She got it for me, I think, for my birthday or Father's Day or something. And I actually put a couple of my logo uh, decals on it. So it's actually basically a custom uh, odd dad out tumbler, which I've thought about uh, making. I've sent some of these uh, decals out to people, uh, mostly to Patreon supporters. And so they're cool. I like it. But that's what I'm drinking my coffee from. And this is still my half a pot of coffee that I put into this thing that I'm still drinking. Because when I'm working janitorial, I'm not able to, uh, you know, kind of work on my coffee all night. <laughs> my regular job, I'm like, oh, we're bouncing between job sites and all this stuff. And I can sit there and finish off my coffee pretty early. Nope. Once I go in for a janitorial building, I'm there all night, really. And I don't come out until it's my way home. And I just never finished my coffee. And so now I've got this like half a thing of coffee that I'm still polishing off. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I've been so hyper the last few weeks because I've either had coffee or like some sort of caffeine. I've usually been drinking something, which oddly, I haven't done that in a long time. You know, way back in the day, I used to have my Welcome to Night Vale mug. And this is before I had my Odd Dead Out mug and my Sunshine and Power Cuts mug and even like my Jack Sparrow, not Jack Sparrow, my Jack Skellington mug, like one of the first mugs that I would have consistently 
I had my Welcome to Night Vale, my Night Vale Community Radio coffee mug that uh, my wife got me for, it was like my birthday or Christmas or something. And uh, I had this and I used this mug intentionally every week recording the podcast. I mentioned it if you listened back during that time. I did mention that at the time that I always used that mug every time I recorded. Sorry if you hear me kicking my desk because I'm a schmuck and I'm putting my feet up. Um, <laughs> but I haven't done that in a while. It's been a while since I've like sat down and had a a beverage while I'm recording. And no, and I've mentioned I'm not somebody who's I don't sit there drinking alcohol during I drink coffee, or in the case of last week having a Dr Pepper. And I'm wondering, it's like, is it just because I'm sitting here like chugging caffeine that I'm so awake and I'm so silly? I think not that me chugging caffeine late at night or during any time of the day, I'm usually drinking coffee like all day. So it's nothing new, me sitting there with a system full of sugar and caffeine all day. But I don't normally do it when I'm recording. I haven't in a long time, but for the last few weeks I have. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe I need to make sure I have a a Dr. Pepper to chug or my my big ass thing of coffee here. The hell, even a couple of weeks ago when I had my my little instant coffee thing that I was <laughs> drinking to kind of stay awake to record, like even that, I was fucking tired as shit that night, and I still was able to like I was still silly as shit coming off of my my instant coffee. I don't know, but it's it's an interesting thing to think about. But I don't know it's just been. I've just been more silly lately and I'm having fun being more silly, but I do want to like, I do need to, I do want to get back to podcast reviews and I do want to get back on this stuff. And it's just kind of one of those things where I need to find the time and I need to sit down and do it. And it's one of those things where I've talked about, have I talked about, I might've talked about, I suck with working on a laptop. I have a laptop. I hope I don't hardly use it ever. Uh, it lives out in the living room because my desktop sits in my office. This is what I do 99% of my work on. I, I'm just not comfortable doing most of my work in the laptop. I don't, I'm not comfortable sitting on the couch and typing on my laptop. Like if I were to sit and work and like sit on my sit couch or sit at the dinner table or on my counter and sit there with my laptop to just type out podcast reviews and sit there and, and work from the kitchen, I'm not comfortable with that. I have to sit in my office. This is my workspace. I just, I don't know what, like the mental thing. And it may be that like, I need to put on some headphones or something to get myself kind of in that zone. But and it, or, like, I have to work. This is my, this is my desk. This is where I work. And it's funny because even if I'm not working on audio, even if I'm just sitting here, like making uh, episode art or typing show notes, I have my headphones on. Like I sit there and pull out my headphones, which I just got new pads for. And I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I just got new pads for my headphones for the first time in the five years of this podcast were since I got these headphones, since I upgraded my gear started, or I think these were like the first upgrade to podcast gear that I bought was actually these headphones. And I just changed, you're supposed to change out the ear pads, like probably like once a year. This is the first time I've changed them in five years. They were like so hard. They were almost as hard as the plastic shells on them. It was so bad. I could not believe I was that. It was, uh, it was so bad, but now these are nice and soft and cushy and all that. But anyway, even when I'm just sitting here fucking whatever, surfing the internet for bullshit, whatever, I have my headphones on and it's just kind of my, my, uh, 
process is kind of my mental state when I'm working. I think it helps me kind of check out. So I'm, I think I need to experiment with that a little more. Maybe take my other set of headphones and sit down at like, oh, I'm going to be sitting down working on this in the kitchen. I'm going to sit down on my laptop on the counter, you know, get a cup of coffee and start, you know, writing podcast reviews or writing blog posts or something, something to try and get into a, a mode of working somewhere else besides like if I can't work in my office during the daytime, I might as well try and get some work done somewhere else. And I can technically sit and do this, you know, typing and, and other stuff in other places in the house. That's what laptops are for. So I need to get used to it. I need to start doing that shit because I just, it makes it hard for me to do things like show notes when I record at two in the morning and I have to sleep sometime. And I feel bad sleeping all day when, especially like for my wife, when she goes on a break during the day, it's kind of a bummer when she goes on her break and she's used to, she goes on break and we hang out and we talk and maybe we go take a walk in the garden or do whatever. Well, if I'm like fucking comatose, we can't do that. And today was one of those days, actually today, occasionally, because if you haven't figured out, I don't sleep much. Occasionally, probably once a month, once every two months, I just have a day where I'm like, nope, fuck it. I'm sleeping all day. And just like a recharge day where I have to, I just, I'm, I'm so dead tired. It's not even like I'm exhausted, but I'm just like, all I want to do is sleep. I'm not doing anything else. I have no motivation to get up. I'm going to like, I, I sit down and I knock out. Like I lay on, lay in bed and I just knock the fuck out. And instead that was kind of that day for me where I, I fucking slept all day. I don't, I think I was out of bed for like all of an hour today, maybe before I went to work. Okay. I'm not counting like when I go pick up the boys from school. Cause that takes a fucking hour by itself. But realistically, like I, like I said, I got home at like four 30 in the morning and I got to be like, okay, by 6.30, like it was like 6.15, I'm up out of bed, getting the boys ready. Okay, take the boys to school. You know, I went and got my wife a, a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts before I came home. And then I went back to bed. And I woke up around 11-ish. And I went in and uh, like she was on her lunch break. I think it was like 11.30 and she's on her lunch break and I hung out with her for a lunch break. So, okay, lunch is over. Like we'd walk through the garden and did some stuff and like, okay, lunch is over. She goes back to work. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch some cartoons. And I still go and uh, lay down in bed watching All Real Monsters. And next thing I know, it's almost like I'm having to get ready to go pick up the boys from school. I'm like, holy fuck, I have done nothing. I just knocked the fuck out again. I basically slept all day. And it was just like, fuck, I must have really needed to sleep. And it's not like I'm super tired all the time or whatever. It's like just some days, like it just catches up to me. It's kind of crazy. But yeah, that's life. <laughs> it's my life. That's my, you know, my body and my everything is is so weird. I say normal is not my specialty. Normal people have to sleep at regular intervals. I don't. <laughs> I sleep that much. That much. I sleep that much. And then one day I'm just fuck gone. That's it. I need just like one big sleep. I'm like a fucking like I need to hibernate like one day and then I'm good for like the rest of the month. 
and don't and I operate on fumes the rest of the month. <laughs> That's it. And again, all the guys at work are like, how do you do it, man? Like, seriously, how do you function? And it, I, I laugh because I've had these conversations with the guys at work where they just do not, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm a walking contradiction. I sit here and drink a half a pot of coffee in a sitting, but I only drink my coffee. They're like, oh, hey, I'm going to go. I'm running up to the store to get something to drink. You want me to get you something? Like, get you a coffee? Or it's like, it's like, oh, no, I don't buy coffee. What do you mean? You spend, you drink coffee all day. I was like, yeah, but I made it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a coffee snob or anything, but I just don't like coffee when I buy it from places. So I don't buy coffee. Like, I only like the coffee the way I make it because I make it the way I like it. It's weird. Or things like, Guys at work not understanding, like that I both have a like super 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 short temper. Like I'm I'm actually you know had to deal with anger management stuff in the past. It is a a dangerous part of my background and my my personality to this day is my you know dangerous Irish temper. While at the same time. I'm like one of the most chill, you know, water off a duck's back kind of people you're going to meet. Little shit. You've heard my power rants on stupid bullshit. Stupid bullshit sets me off. But a lot of that's comedy. But things like the things that make me mad make me so mad. It's ridiculous. But then other things, I just, I'm like, no, that's cool. Like, I, I can't... The, Things that I can change, things that affect me and I can change, I will get mad about. That I, if my anger and my actions will change something, I will get mad about it. But things that, like, what's me getting mad going to do? What's it going to matter if I get mad and I blow up or I complain about this thing? That's me being mad about this or me complaining or me doing this, but it's like, that's not going to change anything. It's not worth it. It's all it's going to do is, oh, I'm mad now. Now I'm just mad. It, what good is that? And so it's really, it, it confuses people. And I realize I'm not being very helpful with trying to explain this to you right now, but we're somewhere around Q in the alphabet right now. And I don't know how we got here, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, I simultaneously have a dangerously violent, I wouldn't say violent, but I have a dangerously short temper and propensity for anger while also mildly being a pacifist and kind of zen-like in my chill and lack of anxiety. Yeah, I don't, I don't get anxious. I don't, at least as far as I can tell. Although technically, I apparently I have some neurological tics and things that I do that if you actually look at them, apparently they are signs of anxiety, but I don't know. I think like things like I clench my teeth, which I'm just going to say when you have dentures and you clench your teeth by the end of the day, that's very painful. <laughs> it was painful when my teeth were real. It's even more painful when they're fake, but things like that. Um, just little, little things that I do. Apparently they're actually 
symptoms of anxiety, but I'm like so chill. I don't even know. I like I, my wife and I have had discussions about anxiety in the past because she is just a ball of anxiety. Her for her stress is her security blanket. She is always stressed. Versus like I am the per I'm like the perfect counterbalance to her stress because for all everything she's stressed about, I'm like no, nah, I'm alright. We're cool. Like, no, it'll be okay. Like, I'm, I'm just so chill and let everything, I'm, I'm so let things slide. And it's so weird. The, like, I don't understand anxiety. I realize it's a much bigger thing for me to get into. Like, this is a thing where, like, I need to get Kate back on here so we can talk about my, uh, possible lack of anxiety or suppressed anxiety or whatever it is. But it's, it's a much bigger thing to, like the, that's a whole other hole to dig down and, and get into about my anxiety or lack thereof or whatever the fuck it is. My, my complications and my psychological, what the fucks, but yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the start of the show and on all of the, everything, it says normal is not my specialty. Just pointing that out. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not on the keychains. That's just the little facey thing. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, but you know, I've been rambling on and I've honestly, I've gone on about bullshit for longer than I ever thought I was going to talk about bullshit today. Technically, I did have a, a little power rant that I intended to go off on. Not so much a power rant, but as much of a a subject that's something I wanted to talk about. And I may just drop this in a something in a video or something. I don't know. I might drop it as a YouTube video, but that's, that's like all of all, all these things that I want to do for the show. Like I need to do, I need to start writing more reviews. I need to do, you know, I want to make more videos for YouTube, but usually when I'm in the mood to record videos, I don't have my teeth in and I don't like appearing on camera without my teeth in cause I, well, I look weird. And so, uh, I, I'm, you know, I want to do more videos. I want to do more stuff. I need to flesh out my Patreon alternatives before I end my Patreon, which I realize I edited my whole bit of what, of I'm planning on dumping Patreon soon. And I have a couple alternatives. I actually have already have accounts on, on, uh, Ko-Fi or coffee, the K-O-F-I uh, dot com. And I actually have an account on buymeacoffee.com. Um, and I'm kind of feeling both of these out to see one of them has like an individual $3 charge. The other has a $5 charge, basically the same principle. Um, there's availability for monthly membership stuff and all this stuff. And a lot of like a lot of the same stuff that you do on Patreon. Um, and I'm, I'm, kind of in the transitional phase of setting up stuff to end my Patreon for Patreon's sake. Um, a lot of that being like, eh, not to get too much into it, but just like kind of uh, issues with the business politics of Patreon and the way they do things and the way they've kind of treated some of their uh users over the last few years and the way they just kind of they've become less user centric and like user friendly and more about like just like social uh 
political stuff and doing the thing that they're supposed to do and and you know like oh we're gonna kick all of the adult perform all of the uh, you know adult content creators off our platform because it doesn't look good when we have adult creators using our platform look look bitch they're not doing if they're doing something illegal fine like every other service if you're using a a thing to do something illegal fine if it's not legal or if it's not illegal shut the fuck up and take their money if they're not doing it it's like if your moral code disagrees i don't give a fuck they're not doing anything illegal you're providing a platform like you are just facilitating two people two consenting people doing something that's perfectly legal if i want to sell naked pictures i can sell naked pictures depending on what state i'm living in not this or this one it's fine whatever but you know porn is legal people sorry and I don't want to dig too much into this because honestly, I cut 20 minutes off the last show where I just went on a fucking rant about this song. But uh, that being said, um, that and a lot of other things. But I'm, I'm planning on ditching Patreon. Not that there's, you know, many people on there. But I'm, I'm planning on, you know, the two coffee, Ko-Fi and co- Buy Me a Coffee are a little more on brand. <laughs> you say, so if you want to buy me a coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash out. Uh, links are all actually on the website uh, in the show notes at uh, dadoutpodcast.com or in your podcatcher of choice but again I'm, that's a whole other thing and I'm not prob- I'm not going to get any more into that maybe that's a, like a YouTube video rant I need to do but that's, that's a whole other thing um, but I do want to say not so much a, a podcast review right now but I do want to say thanks to Mark over at the Succotash podcast, who recently featured me in episode 250. And it's kind of nice to be featured in like a big round number episode. I realize this podcast has been going on on and off for 10 years. Um, gotta say, if he's episode 250 in 10 years, he's got a little bit more of a stretch than I do. But basically, the, the Succotash podcast is kind of a a who's who of comedy podcasts, whereas he does and introduces you to a number of other comedy podcasts. And it's why I'm kind of wow that I got included, but he just kind of will play clips and introduce you to other uh, podcasts in, or as he calls them, uh, soundcasts in the comedy sphere. And in episode 250, I was included. Uh, clip from my episode 201 my rant about the uh my uh jackass of the week with the gender reveal dickheads and the you know triggering earthquake reports and all this stuff and <laughs> and i i got you know just like it was just really cool to hear somebody else talking about my show that doesn't happen very often <laughs> And so I do, again, I just want to say thank you to Mark over there at the Succotash podcast. And if you are in the, you're in the mood for uh, some new comedy podcast, or you want to kind of reach out and find some new comedy podcast, listen to Succotash because I'm already, I've started listening to it some more and I'm discovering some new comedy shows that I think I need to start listening to. So I think this is going to be a good resource for me. (laughs) This and Cast Junkies and a couple other shows that 
that help introduce you to other shows. And it, it inspires me to get back up and start doing more reviews and start featuring more podcasts because I haven't done it in so long. And so I need to get back up on that and start doing that again. But again, if you're in the market for a comedy podcast, check out Suckatash, not because it's a comedy podcast, but because it tells you about other comedy podcasts. So check that out. I will have a link in the show notes, of course, at oddadoutpodcast.com. I've shared some stuff on social media about it. And also something I've turned on on my phone. Um, Basically, my podcast listening app of choice, I happen to use Pocket Casts. I don't use Pocket Casts. No, (laughs) I don't use Pocket Casts. I use Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict has a feature on it where every time I finish a podcast over whatever point in the night, and it's always overnight because that's when I listen, but every time I finish listening to a podcast, it will tweet out what I just listened to. Of course, it tweets out a listen to uh, the show on their platform, but still. So I turned on that automatic feature now. So if you care to follow along and follow me on uh, Twitter at Odd Dad Out, you can follow along and find out what I'm listening to. Unfortunately, it doesn't tag the show. It just basically throws up a link to here's the last things that I've been listening to. But it's kind of cool because I can sit there and, you know, I'm at least like, hey, here's what I'm listening to. And you can see by following my uh, my timeline on Twitter uh, what I'm listening to at night. They don't do much tweeting anyway. So if you're ever interested in what I'm listening to and any podcast episodes that I've been checking out lately, you should follow me on Twitter. Again, at Odd Dad Out. But that's going to do it for me this week. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> you can find me at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and of course in the Oddballs Facebook group come and tell me how the fuck weird that laugh was seriously <laughs> of course you can email me show at odddadoutpodcast.com voicemail or text me 516-636-7631 Woo. <laughs> of course all the show links, past episodes, show notes, all the places to reach out to me, support, to buy merch, buy yourself a skateboard or a t-shirt or a hoodie or stickers or or a fucking mask if you really care. Um, so much bullshit in the Odd Dad Out shop. It's all there. Go to odddadoutpodcast.com if you want to buy me a coffee or buy me a Kofi or donate on Patreon, or donate on fucking PayPal, or whatever the fuck you want to do. It's all right there. Go to the places, oddadoutpodcast.com. I've said it. I've said it a bunch of times. I'm rambling. I think my coffee's wearing off. So I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And until next week, oddballs, thank you, and good night. Good night.